I want to invite you today to turn with me to the Psalms. We're going to read from Psalm number 116. Vamos a leer del Salmo 116. And we're going to be highlighting a few verses from that chapter, but I want to read for you verses 12 through 17. Voy a leer versículos 12 al 17, aunque voy a subrayar otros versículos. We're beginning a new series of messages today. I'll be explaining that in just a minute. But I would like to read first this scripture in Spanish, and then I'll read it in English. Voy a comenzar leyendo en español. And we want to pay attention to what it says. This is God's word. As Cody said earlier, this is the authority we respond to. Esta es la palabra de Dios. Y dice lo siguiente. ¿Cómo puedo pagarle al Señor por tanta bondad que me ha mostrado? Tan solo brindando con la copa de salvación e invocando el nombre del Señor. Tan solo cumpliendo mis promesas al Señor en presencia de todo su pueblo. Mucho valor tiene a los ojos del Señor la muerte de sus fieles. Yo, Señor, soy tu siervo. Soy siervo tuyo, tu hijo fiel. Tú has roto mis cadenas. Te ofreceré un sacrificio de gratitud e invocaré, Señor, tu nombre. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O oh Lord, truly I am your servant. I'm your servant, the son of your maid servant. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. So, it's one of the most basic questions we can ever ask. Es una pregunta bien básica. In fact, this question is so basic, even a child can ask it. Aún un niño puede hacer esta pregunta. In fact, based on my experience as a parent, this is the favorite question that children like to ask. And that question is, why? Why? La pregunta favorita de los niños, ¿por qué? Why? It's such an easy question to ask, really. It's fácil de preguntar, but why is really one of the most difficult questions to answer. Very hard to answer. Es difícil de contestar esta pregunta. What? How? Those are actually easier questions. ¿Qué y cómo son preguntas más fáciles? In fact, science is all about answering what and how questions. That's what science does. La ciencia contesta las preguntas de qué y cómo. But while science, as important as it is, can, can tell us what the world is made of, science can tell us how things work in the world What science cannot tell us is why. La ciencia nos dice cómo las cosas funcionan y, y, y qué hacen, pero no por qué. Science can't answer that question why. Why are we here? Why do we exist? What's this all about? ¿Por qué existimos? ¿Por qué estamos aquí? That's actually not a scientific question. That's a philosophical question. Es una pregunta filosófica, no científica. So the question why is significant. You could say that why 
is a natural question, but it's a question that's in search of a supernatural answer. Es una pregunta natural buscando una respuesta sobrenatural. In fact, I would say, why is a question that only God can fully answer? Solo Dios puede contestar la pregunta por qué. And that's why today uh, we're beginning a new series of messages, as I said before, and uh, we're calling this series of messages Getting Wise in Faith. Estamos comenzando una serie, El Porqué de la Fe. Getting Wise in Faith. And so for the next few Sundays, what we want to do is we want to examine some of the most basic why questions that have to do with what we believe and who we are as followers of Christ. Queremos ver unas preguntas de por qué en nuestro camino cristiano. And, and my hope in that is that by looking at these whys in our faith, we can actually grow wise in our relationship with God. Queremos crecer en nuestra relación con Dios así. And so today, uh, we're going to begin this series by looking at one of the most basic why questions that is often asked by people uh, about our faith. And the question is, why pray? ¿Por qué orar? That's the question. Now, when people ask that question, why pray, oftentimes they are asking it because they're fighting the perception that prayer doesn't work. That, that prayer really doesn't give results. Los que dicen, ¿por qué orar? Muchas veces no ven los resultados de la oración. I asked God for this. Didn't get it. Le pedí a Dios algo y no lo recibí. I, I, I asked God to, to change that situation and guess what? It didn't change. Le pedí a Dios cambiar esa situación y no cambió. So, why pray? Why pray when you don't get what you're looking for? ¿Por qué orar? Now, sometimes people who ask that question have a conception of prayer that prayer is a little bit like playing the lottery. La oración para ellos es como tocar la, uh, jugar la lotería. Now, I'm not one of those who plays the lottery, but I know that there are people who will play the lottery every single day. They'll go into the convenience store, they'll buy the scratcher ticket, and they'll scratch it off and up. Uh, didn't win today. And they'll do that every single day. Hay los que juegan la lotería todos los días y no ganan. Now, granted, once in a while they might win 20 bucks, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, but by and large, what they spend on the lottery is way more than what they win. Lo que gastan en la lotería más que lo que ganan. So why play the lottery, right? ¿Por qué jugar la lotería? Why pray? Why, I might get a little answer here or a little answer there, but it seems like what I put into prayer is way more than what I get, so why pray? Sí, consigo una respuesta aquí y allá, pero lo que invierto en la oración es mucho más de lo que recibo. ¿Por qué orar? Well, in Psalm number 116 today, I think we find a different perspective. What we find in Psalm number 116 is the perspective of a man who, in looking at his life, has determined that, in a sense, he's already won. In a sense, he's already hit the jackpot. Es la perspectiva de un hombre que ve que ya ha ganado el premio. He says in verse 1, I love the Lord. 
for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Yo amo al Señor porque él escucha mi voz suplicante. And then in verse 3, he begins to go into his particular story, his particular situation. Versículo 3, he says, The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble, by sorrow. Los lazos de la muerte me enredaron. Me sorprendió la angustia del sepulcro y caí en la ansiedad y la aflicción. So in other words, this man is describing a situation in his life where he's overwhelmed, where, where he was trapped. And in being trapped, he, he realizes that he was doomed to die. He was in a very desperate situation. Estaba en una situación desesperada, atrapado, destinado a la muerte. So what did he do in that situation? Verse 4. He says, then I called on the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, save me. Entonces clamé al Señor, te ruego Señor que me salves la vida. He cried out to God. He prayed. So what's going on here? What really happened to this man? We, we don't know for sure, but I think in verse 6, we can get a clue as to something about this situation, what it was like. I want to read verse 6 for you. Miremos versículo 6. Nos da un indicio. It says, the Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low or when I was in great need, he saved me. El Señor protege a la gente sencilla. Estaba yo muy débil y Él me salvó. So this man seems to be recognizing here that he was in a situation that was really bad. But in a sense, he wasn't even aware of it. He, he was almost ignorant of it. He was in a situation where he was as good as dead. And yet, there was nothing he could do because by the time he recognized it, he was brought low. He was in great need. He had no ability to extricate himself from that situation. Estaba en una situación donde se dio cuenta que ya estaba muerto, que ya estaba a punto de morir sin darse cuenta. He was unaware, unwary, ignorant, and yet, in spite of his helplessness, in spite of his inability to do anything about that, God stepped in and saved him before he could do anything for himself. Dios intervino para salvarlo. Have you ever been in a situation like that where life is going great and all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, I was in trouble, I didn't even know it. The tax bill comes. I've been in trouble for a year with my taxes. I didn't know it. Now I'm stuck, right? There are situations like that. That's the kind of thing he's describing. I thought I was going along happy and I was dead. Yo pensaba estar bien, pero estaba muerto. And then in verse 8, he says, here's what God did. He says, you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Tú me has librado de la muerte, has enjugado mis lágrimas, no me has dejado tropezar. Por eso andaré siempre delante del Señor en esta tierra de los vivientes. This man is realizing what God has done. He was unwary, but now he's come to a realization. God has delivered me. Ya se da cuenta que Dios me ha librado. 
And in verse 12, as he realizes that, he asks this question, how can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? ¿Cómo puedo pagarle al Señor por tanta bondad que me ha mostrado? And the answer he gives in verse 13 is, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Tan solo brindando la copa de la salvación e invocando el nombre del Señor. In verse 17, he says something similar. Just before that, in 16, he says, You, Lord, have freed me from my chains. Has roto mis cadenas, he said. And then he says this, Because you freed me from my chains, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Yo ofreceré un sacrificio de gratitud e invocaré, Señor, tu nombre. So what this man is talking about here is Prayer. Prayer. And the reason why this man is praying is not in order to get results from God because he's already gotten them. The reason why he's praying is not to get stuff from God because he's already been blessed. The reason why he's praying is to thank God It's not to get results, it's to engage in a relationship with God. Este hombre está orando no para sacar resultados de Dios, sino para entablar una relación con Dios. That's why he prays. He's already won. And he gives thanks. Now there's a document that some of us know about called the Heidelberg Catechism. It's been around for a long, long time, about 450 years And in that document, there's a question that's asked, a very simple question. Hay una pregunta del Catecismo Heidelberg que se hace. The question is, why do Christians need to pray? ¿Por qué los cristianos necesitan orar? Why do Christians need to pray? And the answer that the Catechism gives based on, largely, Psalm 116, is this. The reason Christians need to pray is that prayer is the most important part of the thankfulness that God desires of us. La oración es la gran parte de la gratitud que Dios pide de nosotros. In other words, the reason why we pray as Christians, as Christians is not in order to win the lottery. The reason why we pray as Christians is we've already won the lottery. Oramos porque ya nos tocó la lotería. The reason why we pray as Christians is not in order to be blessed, but because we have already been blessed. We have received from God blessings beyond number and we have also received the greatest blessing of all. Oramos no para ser bendecidos porque, porque ya hemos sido bendecidos. What is that blessing, that most abundant blessing that we've received from God? Well, I want to turn to Romans 5, verse 8. Romanos 5, 8. And this is what it says. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Dios demuestra su amor por nosotros en esto, en que cuando todavía éramos pecadores, Cristo murió por nosotros. 
What the Bible tells us is that from the moment we enter this world, we are born into bondage. We are born into slavery because of our sinful nature and because of the sins we commit. Por el pecado, la naturaleza pecaminosa, el pecado, nacemos en esclavitud. We are born with a death sentence on us because of sin, and we don't even know it. We are unwary. Nacemos con la sentencia de muerte, ni lo sabemos. No estamos conscientes de eso. But the Bible tells us that, that God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Cuando éramos pecadores aún, Cristo murió por nosotros. What is that saying? It's saying 2,000 years before we were ever conscious of the fact that we needed to be delivered from the cords of death. The cords of death were around us. The anguish of the grave was upon us. Los lazos de la muerte nos enredaron. La angustia del sepulcro nos, nos uh, rodeó. Even before that, before we could even cry out and say, Lord, save us. Before we even thought to pray, before we even looked to God, He stepped in to deliver us through His Son, Jesus. Dios intervino para librarnos aunque antes que clamáramos a Dios. Jesus Christ, God's Son, came to die, came to rise. And in the words of the Psalms, Jesus has delivered our soul from death, our eyes from tears, our feet from stumbling, that we now may walk in the light of the Lord in the land of the living. Cristo nos ha librado de la muerte, nuestros ojos de las lágrimas, no nos ha dejado tropezar para que andemos en la tierra de los vivientes. That's good news. Don't you see? We've already won the lottery. And it's nothing that we did. It wasn't an answer to prayer because we hadn't prayed yet. No fue respuesta a la oración porque ni habíamos orado. And so, we do not pray at the foundation. We do not pray as Christians in order to convince God to give us blessings, in order to kind of twist God's arm to get him to do what we want him to do. Ya no oramos porque para convencer a Dios a darnos bendiciones. We pray as Christians because God has already given us the greatest blessing of all in the person of his son, Jesus. Ya oramos porque Dios ya nos bendijo en su hijo Jesús. So prayer is is actually a response of thanks. It's a response of gratitude. That's why it says in the catechism, it's the most important part of gratitude. Es una respuesta de gratitud. Now, does, does that mean we're never to ask for stuff or to ask God for things in prayer that we never make requests? Es decir, que ya no hacemos peticiones en la oración? No. When, when you have a relationship with someone, whether that's your spouse or a child with a parent, and you have a relationship of love and acceptance, you ask for stuff, right? You ask for things. And, and you have that ability to do that. Jesus said in the Gospels very clearly, ask and you'll receive. Seek, you'll find. Jesús dijo, pidan y recibirán. Busquen y encontrarán. Yes, we can ask. We can definitely ask. 
the Lord's Prayer shows us how we can ask it. We can ask God for our daily bread. We can ask God for forgiveness and the power to forgive. We can ask God to deliver us from evil and from trials in life. Podemos pedirle de Dios el pan diario, el perdón, capacidad de perdonar, liberación del mal, como dice el Padre Nuestro. But as the first half of the Lord's Prayer shows us, the reason why we ask is way bigger than that. The reason why we pray is bigger than that. La razón por la cual oramos es mucho más grande. Why do we pray? The Lord's Prayer shows us we pray in order to hallow God's name, to honor His name, in order for to seek and to ask for His rule, His, his kingdom to come down and, and be shown on this earth and for His will to be done in our lives and in the world around us, that His will would be done on earth as in heaven. Oramos para santificar o honrar el nombre de Dios, para pedir que venga su reino, para, para también buscar su voluntad. That's why we pray. Because prayer is first and foremost not about results but relationship. What we get when we pray is not just answers. We get God, and that's bigger. Recibimos no solo respuestas en la oración, sino a Dios. So, in light of that, the question then becomes, why do you pray? I want to invite you to think about that. Why do you pray? ¿Por qué oras tú? If we think of prayer as simply playing the lottery, or if we think of prayer as a kind of spiritual vending machine, we put something in, we're supposed to get something back. If we think of it in that way, the Bible challenges us on that way of thinking. Si pensamos en la oración como la lotería, una máquina de ventas, la Biblia nos va a retar. In fact, in James chapter 4, verse 3, this is what the scriptures say. When you ask, that is when you ask God, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, for the wrong reason, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Y cuando piden a Dios, no reciben porque... Piden con malas intenciones para satisfacer sus propias pasiones. So what this is saying is that if we come to prayer and approach prayer as greedy consumers of God, if that's our attitude, we, we should not be surprised if we come away empty-handed. We're not getting what, what prayer is about. Si llegamos a Dios como consumidores, vamos a salir con las manos vacías. But if we approach prayer as humble, grateful children, here's the promise. We're always going to receive more. Si llegas a la oración como un niño agradecido, vas a recibir más. If we approach prayer as grateful children, you're always going to receive more. We're going to receive more of God, more 
gratitude for what Jesus has done for us, more encouragement from the Holy Spirit, more light and direction and perspective in our lives of what God would have us to do and how we're to go forward. Vamos a recibir más de Dios, más gratitud por Jesús, más ánimo del Espíritu Santo, más dirección para la vida. We're always going to receive more in prayer. We never come away from prayer empty-handed. Even if you don't get what you ask for, you don't come away empty-handed. Aún si no recibes lo que pides, no sales con las manos vacías. You see, prayer is not something that begins with us, where it's like, okay, I take the first step and then I'm, I'm waiting here for God to catch up. Come on, God, catch up to my request. That's not prayer. La oración no es que yo dé el primer paso y después espero a Dios. Prayer is that God has already taken the first step. He's taken the first step a long time ago. And prayer is really about us responding to God's first step and catching up to what God has done. Dios da el primer paso antes y la oración es responder y ponernos al corriente con Dios. So why pray? ¿Por qué orar? Because prayer helps to take us out of the center of the universe. It takes us out of the center of the universe and it helps us to recognize that God is there. Nos saca la oración del centro del universo para reconocer que ahí está Dios. And so as we begin this series this week, I really want to encourage you in prayer this week to bring more of a focus in your prayer towards recognizing and thanking God for the blessings you already have. I'm going to work on that too. Quiero que reconozcamos esta semana las bendiciones que ya tenemos. I want to encourage you to do that in prayer. And in fact, uh, as I mentioned before with our Bible reading, we're, we're finished reading through all the books of the Bible as of today. And the scripture readings between now and the rest of November will be readings from the same book we read from today, the Psalms. Las lecturas van a ser de los Salmos. And someone has said that the Psalms are a Christian's prayer book. And what I want to encourage you to do as you read through the Psalms is to make a Psalm your prayer. Make your daily Psalm a a prayer, and many times you're going to see their gratitude. You're going to see their thanks to God. Yes, you'll see their requests as well. But make that your training ground for learning how to pray and learning why to pray. Quiero animarles a que lean los salmos en el plan de lecturas para poder orar y aprender a orar mejor. In fact, I would like to do that with you right now. I want to go to prayer with you, and I'd like to conclude our prayer time with the Lord's Prayer. It'll be up on the screen there, but I want to begin by praying with and for you, and if you want, please stand. Póngase de pie, vamos a orar juntos. Lord, thank you for bringing us together today. How can we repay you for all your goodness to us in sending your son Jesus to deliver our souls from death, our eyes from tears, our feet from stumbling. ¿Cómo podemos agradecerte tu bondad, pagarte tu bondad a nosotros? We can never repay you. We are debtors forever. 
and we give thanks for what you've given us. Estamos en deudores y, y para siempre te damos gracias. But we can pray. And we can seek you. So Lord, I want to pray that we could grow in our understanding of what prayer is. Forgive us for the times when we reduce it to simply getting answers. Help us to gain closeness to you. Que podamos ganar no solo respuestas, sino una intimidad contigo, Señor. And teach us to pray through your word, through the Psalms, and teach us to pray through the prayer that Jesus gave us, the Lord's prayer. Enseñanos a orar como Jesús nos enseñó. I invite you to pray. We'll pray first in English and then in Spanish. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea tu nombre. Venga tu reino. Hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. El pan nuestro de cada día, dánoslo hoy y perdona nuestras deudas como perdonamos a nuestros deudores. No nos metas en tentación, mas líbranos del mal, porque tuyo es el reino y el poder y la gloria ahora y por siempre. Amén. It's been so good to be with you here this morning. Um, as we wrap up here, I want to invite you to exit out and we'll have some time outside to share with one another as we prep this room for the next service. Just one quick thing I want you to remember. Next Sunday is the time change. If you want to join us at 7.30 this time, you can be here, but it will be very early. <laughs> So we will be meeting at 8.30 standard time. So set the clocks back one hour, fall back one hour. Retrasen su reloj una hora atrás para el domingo que viene y comenzamos a las ocho y media de la nueva hora el domingo que viene. I want to send you off with this blessing. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of God when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Que el Señor los haga crecer para que se amen más y más unos a otros y a todos. Que los fortalezca interiormente para que cuando nuestro Señor Jesús venga con todos sus santos, la santidad de ustedes sea intachable delante de nuestro Dios. Amen. God bless you all.